How's it going, Evan? Going good. We're back for another uh, bi-weekly episode. Another riveting bi-weekly episode of EDH <laughs> Rekt, the podcast about non-infinite commander that also hates Lab Man. I feel like we hate a lot of things, but... We mostly hate we, Lab we've Man. slightly gotten off our uh, no-infinite train and just gotten cranky over this quarantine. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Which is weird because I think that if you look back on our episodes, we probably liked more sets during this quarantine than we've ever liked before. Yeah, I know. Maybe it's because we can't actually play them that we're like, it's like a shiny new thing. We're this, like, oh, and then all the sets we actually played, we're like, oh, these weren't very good. This set could be really good if it, you know, was able to be played. Yeah, uh, that, I feel like that's been my review. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much pretty much uh, been it. Well, the fact that they released like four draft sets or whatever, a million draft sets over a pandemic is awesome. Yeah, I know. That's amazing. I can't wait for, uh, I'm waiting for them to drop like the new uh, conspiracy set. <laughs> during like the pandemic the month, during <laughs> <laughs> surprise month. conspiracy uh what did you say sorry evan i cut you off uh, uh what was oh i was saying how many strict saving cards do you have uh it's, oh uh oh, so you bought one of those you bought one of those i actually things. so i actually ended up getting three uh three cards it, or three decks three three of the decks it was my birthday on uh on friday oh yes we're playing so, edh so i i um we were playing on the discord yeah so i ended up purchasing uh for my birthday i got three of the decks I got uh, Silver Quill, um, yep. Witch something, the Golgari, yep. and the Boros Lorehold. Yeah, it's so hard to not just call them the Ravnica names. They're actual uh, Ravnica names. So I got those. Um, I didn't keep any of them together. I split them up, took the good cards out that I wanted to try, put the rest into a stack. Yeah. So uh, what I've, did you build? I've only built uh, Shadrix so far. The, the Elder Dragon, the Orzov Elder Dragon. Right, yeah, you were telling me that, but you didn't play it on Friday. No, no, I ended up playing it uh, on Saturday, though, I think. I can say I didn't play every game against you. No. That's cool. I've ordered, like, four cards that haven't arrived yet, so that's as far as I got in. But I forgot when I stated this that you had bought a bunch of decks, so you, uh, yeah. you might know the set better than me. Yeah, yeah. Strix, I mean, Strixhaven, uh, the commander set's had some really good cards in it. Uh, Ink Shield's really good. Yes, I um, ordered an ink shield because it's awesome. Yeah, uh, there was one out of the Golgari set that was really cool. That Witch's Clinic was cool. A land that gives a legendary or your commander oh, yeah, lifelink. lifelink. Yeah, like harkens back to like the uh, the Kamigawa lands. Yeah, yeah, it was really it was a really cool little thing. So I uh, I got those. They were really cool. Um, I got a pack, and then my wife and I went splits on a uh, or did like a little. We opened up a, a eight packs of it. Like bought one of those like. Oh, uh, yeah, so you got the Mystic Archive Crushing Grip. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, you got one of those things, and you get two extra packs for there not being a promo. Um, Sweet. I don't understand booster packs anymore because I haven't been buying them, and they changed them like seven months ago. Yeah, they're all strange now. But anyway, uh, I opened a few, for sure. Um, <laughs> it's like, are you buying a set booster? Or it's like, or a, I don't even know, theme? No, there's another one. I don't know what they are. So there's in this, we, we bought the, there's collectors, there's draft, and there's set. Draft. Yeah, uh, and I don't know draft, what the difference between a set and a draft booster is. The set booster that I got only had 12 cards. Okay. Um, but it had, like, two of those, like, um, those weird Special mystical ones? archives or whatever. One was foil. I got a foil village rights. Um, okay. And so it was really weird. But then the regular draft sets, I believe, has 15 cards, and the collector's boosters have, like, something, but there's only eight packs or 16 packs in a Cognitive box. load to buy boosters is just too high now. 
Well, luckily, uh, Rosewater <laughs> covered the cognitive load and said it wouldn't be going up. So we're fine. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, easier. It's easier now to buy than ever before. And the collectors <laughs> of boosters are only for people who want to collect, Evan. They're not for players. Yes, we've. I think we've gone over that many times. That we yes. realized is so, everyone being like, oh, these prices and all this stuff. It's like, no, they, they weren't made for you. They were made for better people, not for people like us. Yeah, um, yeah not us plebs here. So we... Uh, uh, we're bringing you this podcast, and this 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 time we get just sort of whenever we're throwing it back. We're doing a little generic sort of a uh, sort of podcast about uh, popular cards that uh, that we don't play. Yes, this was my uh, idea for you. Was uh, in looking up um, something we'll talk about here in a second. Uh, I stumbled across a card and went, "Oh yeah, I don't really like that card, but people play it a lot." Um, yeah. So I messaged Brian and said, "Here, let's let's talk about a couple of cards because we talk about a bunch that are like." you know, that everyone hates, like, uh, like Rift, and we complain about Thassa's Oracle, and sort of the popular ones that people complain about and don't like. I want to talk about sort of, like, the, they're not really important cards to a deck, but just, like, I've never really seen the point of. Yeah. Um, not that they're bad. Like, it's not like I'm playing Terror instead of Murder or something. I guess Dark Vanishing might be closer. In to poison the Cup. Poison the Cup. Um. Yeah, sure. Or uh, a Power Word Kill, which looks awful in the spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's fine for standard, but uh, um, a destroy target non-good car- uh, card is basically it. Sweet. Um, it can't kill a demon, angel, devil, or dragon. So, like, who cares? <laughs> Guarantee half the time you're gonna want to kill one of those. <laughs> um, yeah. So we went uh, we went that way with this one. We're also gonna in a moment talk about the contest, and then what happened last episode is that we had uh, we had Liam yeah. on the show. Uh, yep. he, every time we have a guest, we supposed to, we're supposed to get them to give us some homework assignments. We yes. forgot to do that. So he gave them to us well, after the show. To be fair, I remember to tell him and then we wrapped up the episode and then I realized he'd text message me saying, I'm still doing this. Right. And I was like, Oh, right. We just wrapped up the episode before I asked. Yeah. About it. So he so assigned, he assigned so, it to us after the fact, uh, um, I got Guillaume, the, the chef dude. Um, yes. And I got. Riona or something like that, the fire dancer, the mono red storm ish one. Um, so he met, he talked to us like as soon as we finished, it's like, oh shoot, well, we'll still do that. We'll just, it'll, <laughs> yeah, it's less homework because we didn't say we we're going to do it. But we're so, going to talk about that at the end too. We're going to talk uh, about that at the end. But the first thing I do want to cover is the tournament. Yes, we mentioned so, this last episode. We've mentioned this a few times. We're pretty slow off the ball, but we've been putting a little bit of uh, effort more so than normal into this because we have a, a sort of special tournament in line. So what we're doing, yeah. For anyone who's interested, we're going to be running it over Discord. Uh, you can join our Discord server. You can jump into the tournament. You can drop out of the tournament. We don't care. There's no fee. There's no charge. You don't have to be a patron. You don't have to be an avid listener. You, you don't even have to know who we are. Um, no. The way it's going to work, though, is that you're going to sign up for the tournament. We have built a list of four generals from each color, so all and except each, for colorless. And then so every each, color pair. Each guild and then each shard. So yep. we have four monocolored, four dual colored from each dual color, four tricolored from each of the tricolors. Yeah, and, and we skipped the four and five. The four and, and five, five, we and didn't want to get into. Um, and then, uh, and then what we did was we were going to uh, assign each player a random commander to build, and yes, then we're going to use just a website, type them all in, and basically say you get whatever one shows up. So what, what, what we're probably going to do is, uh, is assign you the brand of commander. And then what's going to happen is that you're allowed to proxy that commander 
but only the commander. And then you're going to build a deck around that commander and then play the tournament with that deck. Yeah, which is why we're not going to do like five color or like colorless because then you'd probably need to proxy stuff if you didn't have the cards. Uh, yeah, and also, I mean, sort of mono, the, the odds uh, of hitting a, a, a bad colorless general are kind of low. They so. are, but like someone should be able to come up with a mana base for like Esper. Yeah. It doesn't have to be the best, but to come up with like a five color and just four, there's just there's only like the partners like there isn't there's only, too many options there so. there's only partners and the five the five actual ones that are too potent so anyway that's yeah. going to be the contest you're going to have a month to build the deck if yep. you can't 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 build it because you don't have a card collection i know we have some new players involved message us back we'll give you a, a more maybe if you got a three color and you can't build it we'll, <laughs> we'll maybe do a we'll, mono we'll give you a mono or a dual color that we randomize onto and you can build that but essentially you're just going to play with what you build and uh we do have some prize support that'll be announced uh, closer to the tournament, but rest assured yeah. there are prizes. It's a free tournament, um, fully supported by our patrons. Thank you very much, everyone who yes. decides to patron us. And uh, and we will be doing that probably in June, um, mid to yeah. late June is the expectation. Basically expected to be about a month after we post, sort of uh, officially post sort of the how to sign up. Mm-hmm. Now we want to give people sort of, Three or four weeks to, to put build together it. a deck. Yeah. Uh, maybe you need to order cards. I wouldn't recommend really ordering more than five dollars worth of cards. <laughs> um, we tried to make the generals also. Uh, one reason we didn't just say like any general is because uh, we didn't want uh, someone just to get like Animar and someone to get um, you know the young Phoenix, uh, the mono white one that's just an anthem, and be like, well, this is a little bit skewed. Um, so we've tried to pick ones that are, are relatively... I can't believe you just dissed Kong Ming like that. Like, <laughs> I feel like it's always my go-to when I just can't think it of is. it. It is. Pl- I play him in multiple decks, that. and that's your rip every time. It kills me. I d- Look, Mangara is a better commander. Um, <laughs> I also play him in the deck. <laughs> Get out of here. Uh, but, uh, so we are going so, to do that. It'll be randomized on Discord so everyone can follow along and see what you get. Um and if, otherwise, we're going to post it as well with all the players' names and who they got assigned so you can see what's been out there and what people will build. There's going to be no rules apart from that, apart from our normal base rules of no infinite, no lab man effects, and then yep. go to town. So yeah, there'll be a point system of how you score points, and otherwise it's yeah. fairly fairly straightforward there. It'll be like all of ours. It'll be the point system we always use. Yep. Um, so to jump right into the episode, though, this will be posted on Facebook. Uh, we're going to put a little ad on Twitter as well, and, of course, it'll be on our Discord server. Yeah. Uh, so to jump into our episode though, so Evan wanted to cover, as he said, cards that people use that we don't. Um, so I will let Evan fire it off. Evan, why don't you give him a shout at your first card that you think people use that you don't and why? So I will mention the first card that, uh, I don't play, but a bunch of people do, cause this is the one that I was making, uh, looking through this sort of reown or whatever deck, this fire dancer one, um, and I was looking through what other people were using, and I went, oh, yeah, I'm not using that card. I don't like it. Um, and so that card is Combustible Gear Hulk. And I know this is com- controversial in the way that anything in Magic is controversial, as in who cares. Uh, I know you play it, Brian. Um, uh, I've never owned one. Oh, I used to own, like, two, and I sold them because I just realized I wasn't playing them. I actually just got my first one out of the Commander uh, sets that I just pulled. Yes, Lord had one, so... Good. Uh, yeah, I, so, apart from that, though, I never owned one of those. I played the Titans, the Red Titan. Yes. Inferno Titan's really good. Um, and I played the Blue Gear Hulk. Yes, 
Yeah, yeah, that one's like the the. I mean, it's a bad Snapcaster mage, but it's also, yeah, it's also like a five-five or whatever it is. <laughs> yeah, um, the combustible gear hulk is a six-six first strike for six. Um, but what it does is, when it comes into the battlefield, uh, an opponent either lets you draw three cards or you flip three cards in your graveyard, and they take damage equal to the converted mana cost. Yeah. And what I find is, people are like, "This card's so good, it lets you draw cards." And you never draw cards off it. So if you're putting it in your deck as a card draw card, you've screwed up because it's almost never going to draw you cards. Uh, people are going to flip most of the time, at which point instead of drawing three, you mill three, which to me doesn't seem very good in a red deck because there's not a lot of recursion. Uh, you're probably just losing three cards you might need. Um, and they take damage, but I just, I never find, you hit lands too many times that occasionally you'll do 11 damage and it's really funny um, well, i mean the odds of you hitting a land are one and three so you, the yeah. odds of you having one of those cards be a whiff is already not in your favor like yeah so i've just i've never been a big fan of it because it's probably not card draw uh and i just well, i i don't have a reason to play it otherwise because i'm not trying to fill my graveyard and if i want to do damage there's less chaotic ways to get damage now, see, in a red deck. I find it really strange that you don't run that card because your red deck is Dong Zhuo, who is an ETB-based deck, and you could abuse yeah. that with the amount of flicker effects you run. I could, except all I end up doing is milling the card I need. It's like, whoops, I put wheel in the graveyard. Great. <laughs> is there really a card you need in that deck, Evan? No, not too much, but I said, <laughs> I just, I found... Um, it just wasn't worth it for the damage. I deal five it's, damage and lose three cards, and I would so, just rather have had the three cards than to deal the five damage. Yeah, in my it, the way I look at that card is that it's it's not good multiplayer because it unless you're always going to pick the player with the lowest life or it's late game and someone's near death. Yeah, there's no way three cards can kill you in red deck. If I'm at forty life, there's no way you die. Yeah, you just accept it and you just you take put it. in the leg work and put in things like well, Blasphemous Act but... will be there and stuff like that. And like, so you yeah. can you can certainly put a chunk of damage on someone, and I've seen it happen. Uh, yeah. You know, and if someone's running like Divining Top or not Divining Top, but if someone's running like a Scry Effect, then yeah, maybe they can set something yeah. up. But um, generally speaking, I find that it sort of just uh, peters out. Um, or if people are at like low life, they're just like draw three cards. Or if you're in mono red, they just say draw three cards anyway. Yeah. You know, like, uh, all right. Uh, do you want to uh, talk about one for you as I go run some quick errand that I told you I'd do? I'll be back in like yes, 10 seconds. Sure. Uh, now, my card that I choose is a removal card that I don't run in any deck. I don't know if Evan does either, uh, but it is Assassin's Trophy, the, uh, the black green uh, destroy target permanent and opponent controls. Its controller may search a library for a basic land card, put it onto the battlefield, then shuffle their library. I don't run that card in any deck. Um, I mostly don't run it due to the price point. I find it's too expensive in Commander for just a single target removal that, um, frankly, can be filled by any void. It yes, does fair. destroy target permanent, but Beast Within destroys a permanent for uh, a lot less money and one more yes. mana. So <laughs> I don't know anyone who... I actually, I've, I've probably only seen this card once. Uh, in our friend group, I, I, in our in our personal meta, yeah, it kind of came out and it like spiked like sixty bucks because all the legacy players want it, and it came down to like twenty five, but it's still 
it's a hefty price to pay for a single shot removal. Like I don't pay that. Yeah. That's like the price of like a foil, like an original foil uh, path to exile. Like, like, yeah. And path is by far a better card. Yeah. Well, they in don't my opinion. creatures, but, but it exiles them. So like, but yeah, it is a problem that when removal gets expensive, people don't go for it. Cause it's just not flashy. Or people go for it in the wrong, like people do run this, but for the wrong reasons, like they run it over it because it's expensive. They assume it's better. One of the problems with deck building is that people get sucked into this idea that the more expensive it is, the better card it is. And generally speaking, that is true, but you can cast it a turn earlier, but like on turn, if you're like turn two should still be a setup turn for you. You shouldn't be looking to remove your your players (laughs) or, or your one V one. Of course at one V one, you would remove your, your, your person's whatever mana rock or soul ring or whatever. But if it's turn two and I'm at a table of three other people, I'm not casting assassin's trophy. No, you'll just make an enemy who will just, and everyone will be like, you're a jerk. Let's get you. Like the, the only reason to cast it would be if someone drops that Sarah's ascendant or whatever, like, like, yeah, that is probably one of the sole cards or, on turn two. Or I would shred. turn to Urza or, or, or something. yeah, like shred a soul ring or something like or, you know, a mana crypt. But like, a, <laughs> apart from that, this card in a casual or even a tournament but, environment, you know, I run Vandal Blast. Which yeah, is like five this is just a worse <laughs> card. Most of those. same cards. Yeah. So this is just like a worse card for bang for your yeah. buck. Like. Yeah, I don't it's believe like, it's, it's worth the purchase. Card, but if it was five bucks, I would buy it and play it. Even I mean, like I said, I mean, there was a point where Path of Exiles were ten to twelve bucks Canadian. I yep. was buying them at that price. I would pay that for this, but this is literally double that price. Yep. And for what it does, it's just not worth it for me. Again, I'm just gonna run. Uh, I'm just gonna run Feed the Swarm or uh, Beast Within in those colors, and yep, all of the multitude of black removal for creatures also fit yep. in there, like. If you're looking to kill a creature, just destroy a permanent a creature. Assassin's Trophy ain't your choice, bud. Like, that's a no, bad call. If you um, destroy a creature with that, you've wasted it because yeah, there's and so there's, many other cards you could have done that with. There's like, there's like nature's claim. There's, there's, there's better choices for what you need to do. Uh, it's just one of those like flashy cards that don't really matter in Commander, which I believe you chose some of as well. Uh, we were yeah. talking about earlier. So Assassin's Trophy for me is one of, I think, the quote-unquote good cards that I'll never run unless one falls into my lap. All right, I got an opposite for you. Okay. Uh, I don't run this card because I run the better version of it, and I've never really understood. I'm excited to hear what this is. Everyone's always like, this card's good, and I'm like, "Eh, not really. Uh, It's Cursor Cursor of Crufix. I've never understood the appeal of this card. It's What's the better card? Oracle of Maldaya. Sure. But I mean, I feel it's a redundancy with Oracle of Maldaya. Yes. So, so Corsair is the one that whenever your land comes into play, you gain a life, which is fine. It's an enchantment centaur. Uh, You play with the top card of your library revealed. If it's a land, you can play it, but it doesn't give you the extra land drop like Oracle does. So, I just, I find that any deck where I am trying to play lands that quickly, this card just isn't good enough. Yeah. Um, because I've got something else that's better already out. And so people play it and I've just never quite understood it because I just, I don't think it's very good. And I just think there's tons of other cards. Now, if you're playing budget, sure. But I think this card's like six or seven bucks. Like 
it's not yeah, it's, a dollar. It's not cheap. It's not it's not cheap. It's also I I mean it has its role I think in decks like uh like I said it's a poor man's oracle but if you're running Tatiova yeah. lands matter deck then it's definitely a must have I think. I just I feel like you've got so much that you don't even need it. But anyway, I I've never Well, Oracle's a, Oracle's a target. Yes. Courser not so much. Now the problem that I do have with Courser more than anything is that it's an enchantment on top of a creature. Yeah, which means there's a bunch more removal that you can use yeah. on it and more importantly a bunch more exile like you know white just has double the chance to exile your, your courser yeah I and just, more often I, than not i see it as like a secondary target like one of the things that i always see happening with this card like always 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 is someone will cast uh the um the white exile to two enchantments yeah um, um return to dust yes and then they'll pick the big target, and then they'll look around the board and be like, and uh, get rid of that creature, too. Like, it's sure. always a secondary target, sort of a throw-in. Yeah. Uh, because it's a creature and an enchantment, and it gives you the land advantage, supposedly. Yeah, that's fair. I just, I just, it's it's like combustible gear, Hulk. I just, maybe I've just had bad luck. Like, all the time, your top card is not a land. Well, I mean, uh, I, that for me, that's like, that's like my actual life with Oracle. Like, I never, ever, ever ever hit oracle like i never yeah. hit a land with oracle i always like I always at least, at least with oracle you get an you also get another land drop so it does something even if your top card sucks yeah and this one gives you a life but i just i don't find that's as useful just to gain one life um you know tatiova gains you a life and draws you a card yeah it's a little better than just a life tatiova uh, tatiova is legitimate general though like she's top tier so yes but uh anyway uh i've, I've never understood that card do you have so, another one yeah, no. Well, I have sort of a category of cards, actually. I Sweet. clumped them all together. It's a small category, but one of the cards that I don't run, a type of card that I don't run, uh, I don't run wheels. Right. Uh, in any of my decks anymore. At one point, I did. My Locust God used to be full of it when I felt like being a tryhard. That deck yep. was terrifying. But uh, ever since I moved away from that, I actually I don't even run like Windfall. Like I don't run any wheel effects, and I actually <laughs> don't see why I ever would. I like how these are like opposites because like uh, you run all the cards I say I don't and like I run tons of wheels. You own two wheels of fortune. Yeah, and I own all the other ones and I debate taking like wheel of fate yeah. out except it completes the set of wheels. Do you own uh, a do you own a time spiral? No. Uh, okay. our buddy played one on Friday and went, Yeah, that was a card I meant to get for sixty bucks and now they're like two hundred and fifty. At least. You'd be um, lucky. So no, I have all the like the faux ones in my blue deck. But yeah, I've like, I've never other wheels, but they're not free. Um, so one of the reasons that I don't that I don't run them is because at at nature with my blue decks and my red decks, I am a greedy person, yeah. uh, and I don't want anyone else to have any cards. So the only the only wheel I do run is I went run a wheel of misfortune because I find that card hilarious and I want sure, it run yeah. more. That I feel that really that's cool. a wheel. That's how wheels should be built. They should be built with a punishment. Yeah. Um, I don't run Windfall, though. I don't run Wheel of Fate. I don't run Wheel of Fortune. I don't. I definitely don't run any Time Twister or Time uh, Spiral. I, I do a lot. Um, I find that, yeah, you're, you're right about, like, getting everyone to draw seven can be bad. Um, That's what Hullbreacher's for, though. Yeah. So, yes, when you combine <laughs> it with that, like, I just straight up play them to draw cards uh, or to cycle graveyards. Um, so sometimes like the blue ones uh, I'll play um, so that I'll be like, okay, that gets rid of their graveyard. But yeah. a lot of the times I like, I'm like, 
you know, someone who's struggling and be like, would you like new cards? And they'll be like, no, I have a way to deal with this problem. And they'll be like, cool, I'll wait. And then sometimes be like, yes. And they'll be yeah. like, cool. I have sort of like use it slightly politically to be like, I, look, you're going to get seven new cards. Is that a good idea? And you wait for the person to be like, oh, God, no. And you're like, now I definitely need to do it. <laughs> the problem with oh, God, no, is that if you're facing anything with counters, it's going to get countered. Yes. Um, but that sometimes draws it out. But I, I yeah. like them, but I, there is a there is a political aspect. Yeah, there is, I've uh, never been down for wheels, mostly because when I build blue, my so here's here's my deal in case you've never noticed, Evan, is that when I build blue, I tend to get drawn towards just being a dick. Um, <laughs> sure. And I don't run any like I don't run any super potent cards except for expropriate, but I always build a deck in a way that's just going to like just make people hate playing it and yeah. I can't help it. <laughs> so. I'll draw and I'm cool with drawing, but I don't want you to draw at all. Yeah, no, that's. Yeah, and if I put wheels in my deck, I would have to put Narset in my deck or Hallbreacher, and no one wants that. <laughs> Nobody wants that at all. No. Um, like, I play all the wheels in a mono red deck, uh, mainly because I just I still think they're the most well, efficient way. My to only draw. mono red deck is Zada, and it's more efficient for me to not have wheels. Yeah, exactly. You've just got a different. So, like, you yeah. can play all the sort of like two discard a card, draw two. But yeah, like Wheel of Fortunes, people drop those, I scoff at them. It's, and, and, and they're another card that people kind of drop now just to like, I find people put them in decks just to sort of, I've seen people cast them and I'm like, there's there's absolutely no reason you should do this. Like you oh, just yeah, yeah. lost there's, the game. And it's a, a, it's a bragger card. Like it's, it's definitely a show off card. There's now. definitely a wrong time. And there's definitely times I flip it. I'm like, ugh, I yeah. don't even want to cast this right now. The only uh, one that I accept is the Miracle one. That's funny. That one, oh, every time I flip it, it's like, damn it. Like, I'll have Wheel of Fortune in hand and be like, I don't really want to use it. And then I'll flip that one and be like, but I didn't want to use the one in my hand already. <laughs> uh, do you have any other cards there? You always get it at the wrong time. I, yeah. I have them in my Mogus deck as well because there's a bunch of cards that sort of punish you for drawing. True. Necrozar style. Um, but uh, I'd never find I actually hit them when I have it out. It's always yeah. like, cool, I just need to hit. I never hit them. Like, the combo never works. <laughs> um but no that's that's fair that's that makes sense my wife uh, bought me a bottle of um, malbec that i'm drinking tonight oh, little nice. trapiche uh, little trapiche i don't know the last time i drank <laughs> okay evan i'll drink enough I've for both doing... of us <laughs> this lockdown has been like i don't want to go to the liquor store i want to avoid people so from now on we're just getting it delivered um that's what i should do yeah um all right uh so um uh, look, there's one that I know I mentioned to you that we're both going to sort of not talk about, but I guess we'll talk about it at the end. So I'm going to mention another one that I just, I don't like it. Sure. Um, and it's Seedborn Muse. Oh, uh, see, we differ on that I one too. These, and it, it just, it's so try hard. I run them. It immediately gets killed. When it doesn't <laughs> get killed, you just, I don't know. I always felt bad. Like I just, I don't, I might still have one. I had like four at one point accidentally. Um, and I just never played them. Uh, I do play the uh, one deck. I have like the um, the uh, the enchantment one. Enchantment, yeah. Untaps your lands, uh, which is cool because most people don't remove the enchantment. Um, but something about un untapping your creatures just really, really just targets you. So uh, I've never been a fan of it. <laughs> I find you play it, it makes you the enemy, and it doesn't give you enough to overcome the fact that everyone hates you now. Well, I think the real, I, I run it, and it, my deck sort of relies upon it because of what it does. But the, the real 
this is another one of those like cyclonic rift moments to me in the fact that people put this card in like a mono green deck and then on other people's turns they have shit all to do. Yeah, so that, that might be the so, problem is it should be like we were talking about with wheels and stuff. It's like rift, it it's like all right in, it's it's not meant to just be spilt out of you. You don't just need to puke it it's, out of your hand. It's not a staple, Brian. It doesn't it's not a sure thing for every deck and auto include. It it is. I like to tune out every time someone. It, it's to an auto include, right? Like auto. every deck has it, man. Like no, <laughs> so every deck if, if your deck doesn't have a every reason to untap off everything, a bridge, would you go join them? Of course, that means that you won. <laughs> That's Cedh. Um, so if you if you have a reason to have it in there, then put it in there. If you have spells to cast, activations to use, but if you're just playing like like my Goreclaw deck, for example, that had literally zero things to do on other players' turns, it's there vigilant. was absolutely no that didn't matter like i <laughs> when i swung i was hoping you were dead or i died next it didn't matter Yeah, exactly um but you know if you're just sitting there with like a rex age and goreclaw and galta and it, it, fuck is he more muse that's there's a better slot there i like when people play a bunch of um like mana dorks but then have like no instance to play <laughs> or like when if they... you're playing uh like the the flash commander yeah the green then obviously seaborn muse is super powerful or if you have activations, like if you have if you have things you could do like Nylea or things that can change the game in that way, Ronus. Yeah. If your deck is built around activating cards, yeah. uh, then one hundred percent Seaborn Muse is an auto include. Yeah. It's a hundred percent better than anything you can put in that deck. There's there's you couldn't convince me of a better card to put in a deck that runs off of activations or flash than Seaborn Muse. Well, that, that's why I play like the green one in my lands deck because it has a bunch of things like creatures. Well, yours is all lands, but uh, activating and opening up, you know, dark depths yeah. or, or man lands but... and stuff like that. And when I un- I can then use all my lands for mana and then have them up to do yeah. sort of but whatever if, I need to do on other people. If lands. you just drop a bunch of creatures, if you're playing like a Simic deck with Krakens in it, yeah, there's no point. Like, what what are you wasting a slot on that for? Except to threaten a counter spell after you drop the ten drop Kraken. Like, there's no. Seaborn Muse is just an unnecessary target if your deck can't use it, and it does draw heat. And if people can't remove it, they will swing at you to remove you. Like yes, well, that's what I no mean. reason. You have to play it right. I've just never found a deck that's. Uh... It's like Rift. We 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 beat that one to death. It's like people play Rift wrong, people play Teferi's Protection wrong, people play Board Wipes wrong, people play Armageddon Teferi's, wrong. Teferi's second place where you cast it, and then you don't die, and then you just die. You just turn. die next turn. <laughs> so like. Pete, these are cards that people have to learn aren't like Cyclonic Rift is a legitimate win con. Yeah. Or it's save your life so that you can win next turn. Like you don't just cast it when you have no board state and someone's swinging at you because it's not going to matter. Yeah. You know, like if you can't rebuild fast, like you don't cast it to equalize the board. You don't cast Armageddon when you can't win. Like, well, People try. <laughs> people try, but I mean, it's it's the worst play in the world. Like you're just yeah. you're just killing everyone's time and causing people to your your enemy number one. Even if you don't play anything else, because you've just wasted everyone's time. Yeah. Well, yeah, we talk about that all. The or time. one player flashes in like heroic intervention, and now you're even worse of a target because yeah. you just handed a game to this guy. <laughs> yeah, um. So. Game penalty there. So it's it's in in Seedborn's one of those cards, not maybe to that extent, but in the fact that if you don't have anything to do with it, you're just drawing heat for no reason. If you're just yeah, then, untapping your creatures, there's better ways to do that. Yeah, and that's why I Ronus, Forerunner, like these are cards that'll not only un- keep your creatures untapped, they'll give you a little bonus for the swing. Like it's 
it's it's a weird card because it has its purpose and it has its role and it's really really good just not all the time yeah all right you got another one i do have another one actually i've got depends on i got like three or four maybe yeah i've got a couple more for sure Um, talk about them all (laughs) so uh my next one is another sort of grouping of cards a smaller grouping than the wheels uh and it's uh it's the propaganda effects Okay. Yeah. So I don't run any propaganda effects. I don't run ghostly prison. I don't run propaganda. I don't run uh, any of the effects in any of my decks anymore. I just cut them all out. Fair. I don't know. I feel that my decks have become too aggressive for them. Maybe. I, I find that there's a better play. I'm like, well, I could put ghostly prison in, but all that does is just spend a bit of their mana when I could instead put this card in. And so I don't. The card's good at the start, but later in the game, you're like, "Oh, this isn't really doing anything." Yeah, and if I'm playing against a green deck, then it's not going to matter. If I'm playing against like a hard artifact deck, it's not going to matter. Like these are card decks that will have the mana to play, yeah, to pay through it, unless I'm running them all or I'm cloning them or I have like the safety one and I have 17 enchantments out. Like, sure, these are these are especially just by themselves. Like Ghostly Prison by itself, I'd rather Aura of Silence. Yeah. You know, like to me, that's a better play for stalling people out because it slows down enchantments and artifacts, and there's a threat on the board. Whereas Ghosty Prison has no real threat; it's just sort of a passive. Like you got to pay a little bit extra to swing at me. Yeah, and most of the time, it. I mean, Ghostly Prison and Propaganda are good against sort of go wide decks, or they're good when people forget and cast all their spells in their main phase. Yeah, and then want to swing it. Yeah, and then they go to combat and realize they don't have any mana. So if your meta is full of those people, it's a good card because people can constantly realize they can't swing at you. Yeah. Um, or if you're playing against a bunch of go wide decks, but but uh, I find know, for like three mana, contract. what it does is like I'd rather run a three mana rock. I'd rather run like I said, or of silence. For three mana, I'd rather run uh, Ristic Study. I'd rather run uh, as foretold. There's so many other cards that fit in that sort of three yeah. mana enchantment you know, artifact slot. Trend. I do play the cards now. I haven't played. Um, I do find I've been cutting them recently. Sphere of safety. I think I, a, I think I have a propaganda in, but I don't think I have a deck with a ghostly prison. I actually don't think I own a propaganda anymore. I think I actually traded them all away. I just got rid of them because I was like, they're never, they never make it into decks. I think we're, my wife has a, has one of them in her deck, in her Loro deck. I think she has my propaganda in that, like, but that's, it's hers now. I don't, I'll never run it. Like, <laughs> you don't care. I, I will never ever run those cards again. I don't think. Yeah, okay. but because I don't run decks like that, like she has an Aloro deck, it kind of fits in the sense that you want to build slowly with that deck, slow people down. Yeah, I don't play that way anymore. Like my Azorius deck is actually like aggro sharks. Like I, <laughs> like I, I, I it's just brawling. It it's have no, no, it's just Shabraz. Oh, it's just Shabraz. Yeah, so I have Shark Typhoon in there. You better calm down. It's it's just. It doesn't have the red. It's just uh, it's just the Azorius side. It's just Shabraz, Shabraz aggro. Um, it's kind of funny and it kind of works, but I I just never find a point for them anymore because I don't build decks that I don't build combo. I don't yeah. build stall. I don't have stacks. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I have I have it in my blue deck because I play the phasing one and half the time I don't have a creature, so I I have have it just to be like, look, I know I'm open, but maybe this will deter you. Yeah, definitely. Most of the time I have instance to sort of screw with them anyway, but uh, um, but I, I, yeah, like later in the game, it's like, this isn't really stopping you from swinging at me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
Uh, all right, the next one is the one that I was mentioning uh, that you and I agree with and we've definitely talked about. Um, is uh, in honor of Modern Horizons 2. No. Oh. Uh, Fetchlands. Uh, I do not own any Fetchlands. I had one once and I traded it away. Um, I've owned a few in my time. I have none right now and I don't plan on ever getting them again unless they fall into my lap. Yeah, if you play Landfall, they're good. Yes. If you play like Maldrotha and you can get stuff back from your graveyard, they're good. And in any other deck, I just there's unless your mana base is terrible or your mana base is trying to play 25 lands instead of 35 yes uh, because you're playing cdh um if you took all your fetch lands out of your deck you would probably not notice any difference yeah in the consistency of your land drops if you if you just replace them with like guild gates and basics you would probably hit just as often maybe a little bit less but probably not yeah. noticeable you wouldn't lose more often is what i'm saying you would no be a I bit mean, slower can, but you can extend sometimes oh like, is good lands like you people don't who come out those yeah. in commander people They're who come utterly... out strong tend to yeah. tend to get shit on like oh yeah yeah the, the player who comes out the strongest nine times out of ten in our format at least in our meta where we do run sort of a removal heavy meta you don't win the game if you come out to swing in yeah. Unless you really can hold it down, then you <laughs> will usually just get shat on. And then the player who sat beside you, like, I don't know how many times, like, you've watched me just sit there missing drop after drop. And then the pieces come together and you just win because the guy who came yeah. out strong just gets pounded. <laughs> Until suddenly it's like, wait, we, we've let Brian just have six turns unanswered. Yeah. Like, and I mean, then my decks do that sometimes, but like, it happened. You've had it happen to you too, where things just don't flow together. Like your arithmetic deck and your yep. your Tanawa deck are two examples where sometimes things don't work for you, and all of a sudden you're on turn seven with five land out and no artifact rocks. But three turns later, you have produced fifteen mana. One player's dead, another one's at twelve. Like yeah, you know it's it's so often the two biggest players will just beat each other up. Yeah, and that's and, you know we've argued that that you don't want to actually be the best player at the table. No. And if you drop a fetch on turn one, crack that fetch, go get a shock land, you're down three life, but you got those two mana you need. <laughs> How close is that compared to if that was just a guild gate? Yeah, and if the person just, the next person's like, Terramorphic Expanse, you know what? They're going to be like, no one cares. They're just going to let that guy do whatever he's doing. <laughs> Half the time, if you Terramorphic against me and then you went and got a duel, I never would notice for turns. I'd be like, yeah, whatever, he dropped a Terra. Where'd yeah. that bayou come from? Like, I wouldn't, it would be, it would be minutes before i noticed that you got the so wrong land. many lands now available that don't come into play tapped that yeah. just fetching doesn't matter anymore because it's not like your options are guild gates or fetch lands like well and even with the tapped it's not a huge deal like early game unless your hand is like crafted or again and we're not talking yeah. cdh here cdh is this whole other kettle of fish and you should yeah. run fetches you should run uh optimized mana pool you shouldn't have tap lands Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. I know that I don't play that game. Yeah. I'm not playing CDH. But in a casual environment, dropping a guild gate, dropping one of the new uh, snow duels, it's fine. Yeah. You know, uh, it not only doesn't attract heat to you because you're tapped down. If it's the first two or three turns, that's not going to matter anyway, unless your hand is fire. Like. No, and so what tends to happen is, you know, you you play a tap land for the first two turns, but like. You don't really have a whole lot to do. Like first turn, if you have to play, you know, the 
the a triome or even the ones that don't cycle the original commander yeah the the cat the cons ones yeah cons ones. or and no they were from weren't they from alara or something like that i can't remember yeah if you don't have like a so like uh jungle shrine and stuff it doesn't affect your game at all and if your second one is a uh, command tower into a talisman, then who cares if your first land came into play tap? Yeah. It didn't affect your game yeah. at all. And you're going to find that if, if it was the other way, you'd play command tower and a soul ring, and then maybe your tap land, but you know what? You still have three land of mana. You're probably playing a mana rock. Yeah. The fourth wasn't really going to change. If, you're, you if your general costs three, and on turn one, you drop a tap land, and on turn two, you drop a forest and noble hierarch, you're, you're, you're at the same, even yeah. if the tap land was second. <laughs> or you know do you really want to get there with like a fetch and then three life and then noble hierarch and then the land like is your general that important on turn two versus I, turn three i barely play the shock lands because the number of times i want them to come to play untapped is fairly minimal uh, i play shock lands a fair bit uh but it, it's only because i do have that option of bringing them in yeah, untapped if i I've need to a couple but, but otherwise like, i just play them as is like unless that mana really needs to play for like a counter spell but and here's what oh, this burns me more than anything. And I got on, I do feel bad for, I got on someone on discord on Friday night about it. Um, <laughs> I hate people who hold back on doing things like cracking lands. Right. Till like the end of the opponent's turn. Like anyone <laughs> is going to screw with them at all for like a terramorphic expanse. Like no sure, one's yeah, going to, yeah. no one's going to drop an even mind sensor on no one. No <laughs> one's going to do that. You don't need to wait till people are tapped out. Yeah. No one is going to like, Someone will be like the last player in the rotation. And they'll be like, uh, upkeep draw. It's like, look, I'm just going to crack this thing now. Like, I, a lot, nine times out of 10, I immediately throw it into my graveyard. I'm like, Terramorphic Expanse, and I just play it into my graveyard because I'm like, <laughs> if you're going to stop me, I'm going to tutor right now. I, I don't care. Yeah. You know, it's a Terramorphic, it's a, it's a, it's a evolving wilds. I don't care. But, but when you bring it out, they'll just destroy that land with Stone Rain, and you'll have wished you had your Terramorphic. Can you imagine? I would love that, actually. I would, I would <laughs> applaud someone who drops a three-drop stone rain to destroy the thing I Terramorphic Expanse for. I'd be like, good for you. That shows you. That shows initiative. <laughs> but yeah, I I agree. Fetch lands for me are, are... I hope the price does drop to a reasonable price level. I hope it goes under yeah. 20, because then maybe I'd look at like snapping up a few if it's like 15, but yeah. otherwise, like they're useless for casual commanders. I said much, it. I'm yeah. going to stand by it. Yeah. yeah um, if they went cheap, maybe I'd look at some of like the landfall commanders yeah. that I just don't bother with. Well, I mean, the duels at one point the shocks dropped. At one point the shops the shocks had dropped to eight to twelve dollars Canadian. Yeah, like, that's when I they were low. They're back yeah. up now, but I grabbed a whole bunch then. I, I actually grabbed a bunch of foils because they were like fifteen bucks. Now they're back yeah. up to thirty, forty bucks. Some of them even higher. It's like lands will always go up and investing in them if you're going to invest then fetch lands are definitely a good investment they yeah. seem to only come back every 10 years so <laughs> yes. so definitely you know if you're looking to invest i can't say not being an expert that they're not the best but they're probably close to the best investment you can make outside a reserve list um any land really any any rare land that's worth money is a good investment in magic but yeah uh, if you're not collecting, you're just looking at playing, there are far better ways to invest your money in a deck than dropping $100 on four fetches or three yeah. fetches. Go buy the thinking Battle that Bond that, lands, though. I think they've gone up in price because people are cluing that they're good. Even with that, you could still get a bunch more or you know, upgrade your land base for 10 or 15 bucks with some garbage lands 
and invest the rest of those cards in some better value yeah. engines in your deck. We talked about this when we did our budget one. Our buddy made a five color like um, the hell was it? Uh, Scarecrow. Scarecrow. Yeah, Reaper uh, King. Reaper King, and it was amazing. He never got land screwed. Now we were playing fairly casual, but we were like, "There's no way on fifty bucks." Uh, I think it was fifty bucks American. You could possibly make a five color mana base. Yeah. Never. He played like four games, and not once was he like, "Man, I don't have this color." He he so ran every like, signet. Like ten of his slots were yeah. all the signets, and then he just yep. ran basics and like garbage non basics. And I think and, and he hit every game. He got his yeah. colors he needed every game. Uh, if yeah. that budget would have been doubled, he probably would have took the tournament if he would have been able to put actual power in that deck. Like, yeah, he at a fifty dollar level, he still competed. I think he still final tabled, but. Yeah. He uh, it it was shocking how often he got to where he needed to be with just those dimmers, with just those signets and and basics. Yeah. And now, you know, uh, guild gates. I think he ran guild. I think he actually ran the guild gate winner in there too. Yeah, I think so. And you know, like Reaper King doesn't require you to have one, but like no card at any time was he like, man, I have you know three green cards in hand and I can't get a green mana. Like yeah. he was fine yeah. every time. Um, uh, I I think he was running like the rune stones. He not, was running. He, I think he ran like he did run those to block with, like the ones that turn into yeah. creatures. <laughs> yes. um, which was kind of funny, but anyway, it was it was astounding. You can you can make it work without them. Yes, is what we're saying. Do you have any others? And don't. And I just want to throw in this one. Don't follow that whole. You can't run three drop artifacts. You can. Oh, don't worry. Uh, I mostly do. Yeah, I'm fine with them. Uh, I do have mother others mothers. Sure. I do have a mother as well, but I have others. Um, one of the ones that I did want to talk about is yet again another. It's two cards in in one really, but uh, it's it's that uh, really expensive mana dorks, the, uh, the oh noble, like um, the noble like hierarch lotus dragon, the what lotus dragon? It's a seven drop that taps for two. <laughs> no, no, uh, I mean noble hierarch and the uh, what's the one that taps the green one that taps for a color for every for every uh, color you have out. Uh, I have no idea. I was thinking like uh, Death Right Shaman. But... Begins with a B. Anyway, um, Loom Tender. Loom Tender. Yeah. Oh, that That's one's it. like yeah for fifty bucks. Who gives a crap? Yeah. I never play that. So card. those are two cards that I don't run. Yeah. For each yeah. color among permanents you control, add one color of one of that color to your mana pool. I don't yeah. run any of those. They're like over the priced, uh, money wise. Um, Man, Birds of Paradise is like too expensive to play now. So the only reason I run one is because I have one. Yeah, <laughs> I, would, I, I wouldn't, too. I wouldn't buy one, but I got it back when they were like five, six dollars. I but might like, have two more. Like I traded one, but I've got like two, and I don't even know if one of them's in a deck. But <laughs> Noble Hierarch is a really good. It's exalted. It's a one green to cast zero one. You can tap it to add green, white, or blue to your mana pool. It's really good in limited. It's really good in 1v1. It's really good not in multiplayer. Uh, it In that same slot, you could run Paradise Druid for one extra mana. You could run a Llanowar Elf, which will probably do the exact same thing you need, just give you mana. <laughs> but it doesn't uh, give you Exalted in your deck. That's stop probably not it. You could, you could e <laughs> Get out of here. You could even <laughs> run, like, it doesn't matter what you run. You could run a multitude of other cards in that slot that you don't need to, one, spend 20 to $25 on. And they might two, be down to like 12 now. They plummeted. Uh, I think they're at about 18 American. Okay. So um, I don't know what that is, Canadian 25 or so. Probably. Uh, and Bloom Tender, of course, even more expensive. It adds a bunch more mana, but only if you have the permanents out. Yeah, it's like um, 
what is it, mana confluence? That's like tap for a mana of a color permanent you control. And all I think is like, so. No, no, mana confluence is uh, oh, that pay life. Pay life, the, add one mana. There's one color. that like can only tap for a color of a permanent you control. And all I think is like, so it only gives you the second of the color. Like yeah. If you're missing the color, it can't help you in any way. Um, it's well, I mean, Bloom Tender is like Faber Alder, but cheaper, which yeah. is a better option if you're in white. But the, uh, the, the those two cards there again they're popular uh bloom tender especially definitely serves a purpose in edh late game mid game when you have multiple permanents out of multiple colors uh i've never really seen the need for a noble hierarch i'll be honest no. i've never found the attraction in the one drop when a birds of paradise has always think, been cheaper and I always been better once against a noble hierarch I think I've only we have someone in our play group that plays with it in every deck. So, I mean, I've faced it a few times, but at the end of the day, like I said, a bird's a paradise, like you said, even I'm though it's even, getting more expensive. We're not on the same page here because the person I'm thinking of is definitely not who you're referencing, and they're the only person I can think of I've ever played a game against. So, <laughs> I'm a little confused here. Uh, he, he Anyway, we'll talk about it after the fact. I'm, I, I don't want to name but drop. but I know. Uh, what I'm saying is I don't think I've ever seen this person play it. Oh, 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 he, oh my God, no, it's constant. And apparently you're saying it's in every deck, so yes, I'll have yeah. to look out for it. But he, uh, they, they're they're expensive to own. Yeah. Uh, they don't serve a, a better purpose than a Llanowar unless you're really looking for that exalted trigger, like, or you really need that mana. And again, we just talked about how you can just build a good mana base or at least a colorful mana base out of like guild gates and signets. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, so if you're in Bant and you really need that mana, Run a Birds of Paradise. Sure, or run uh, the, an elf, one of the three. Yeah, and there's multiple elves <laughs> like that can <laughs> tap for, you know, even a Boreal Druid gives you one colorless. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, or there's, the there's at least, the or the goose. goose. Like, there's, there's so many other <laughs> options that don't cost you $25 and give you nothing to show for it except a Llanowar Elf with one less power and two other colors. Um, yeah, but it's not, even, it's not even good for counters. Like, you can't play it and then hold it up as a threat. It doesn't have haste. It just sits there. No. <laughs> so I hate, I hate, hate, hate it when people drop this as if it's, like, a big deal. Again, Bloom Tender, at least if it's late mid-game, mid to late game, you could tap it for a few colors, and it's actually a threat. Yeah. At no point do I ever feel threatened by a Noble Hierarch. Turn one, I do, but I would feel just as threatened by a Llanowar Elf. But the funny thing is, like, they're not going to swing with it. It's an 01. <laughs> yeah. You know? Are they going to like, exalted trigger the noble hierarch? Of course they're not. Like, when is that exalted trigger going to go well, off? Well, it triggers on any creature. Sure. A but, creature you control tax but turn two, they're probably not playing a haster because they're not playing red. No. It, yeah. So, it, there's no. There's so turn no... three, maybe they've got. <laughs> turn three, they drop what? Like, <laughs> they drop like Rishkar? I don't know. What would you drop on three? <laughs> like, like a, a loyal Drake? I don't. Nothing. And then by turn four, you can swing. It's not. It's not a good yeah. Yeah, um, no. I, I don't think anyway. Uh, again, you can get just as much value out of a Llanowar. 90% of the time, 95% of the time, you're going to get just as much value over a Llanowar. 100% of the time, you're going to get that value out of a Bird's Paradise. And that Bird's is like 5 to $6 cheaper. Um, yep. Canadian. All right. I got one last one to talk about. Sure. Uh, and this one should be an obvious one. Uh, Temple of the False God. You get the fuck out of this I podcast had it, right I now. I had it in my Eryxmethist deck because it had the ability to untap lands. Uh, it's the only deck I've ever put a Temple of the False Gods in. How 
fucking dare you you say that to me of all people i think i have five copies of it i have at least a dozen <laughs> unbelievable that Again, you would mention that my card. list of cards are ones that just have never worked the way they're supposed to so i just take them out of decks temple of false god is always in your opening hand <laughs> or it's your fourth land you draw i i i'm i'm at a loss of words right now i don't even know how to uh, respond to this, Evan? I don't know what to say. Yeah, I feel while I debate putting it in something, and then I feel you like, stabbed no. me in the back with this one. Like I feel that this bit, is like, wow. I feel I feel personally attacked. Did you have a foil one? No, no, God. No. Oh, okay. I wish I did. I mean, I'd love to. Uh, I'd love to flaunt that one. They're also the the original foil is like a hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so anyway, Temple of the False God is basically the proper way to play it is to not count it as a land. Um. Uh, just count it as like an extra, like you have it in. But th my problem always is I just, if I wasn't counting it as a land, I would just replace it with a mana rock. <laughs> true, true. Like a three drop mana rock, even if it makes one mana, to me is better than a Temple of the False God. So I always just cut it every time. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. Um, I've also talked about how I play a low level, uh, low mana curve for lands. So I think just, I play 34 lands usually. Um, I tweak it depending on the deck a bit, um, but it's just not enough that Temple of False God is just too risky, so I never play it. Yeah, I can understand that. I'm going to trim down my list. I'll go with just one last card then as well. Yep. Uh, I don't play Worldly Tutor ever. Never played it, never will. Okay, I've got one. It's currently not in a deck. <laughs> yep, no, I don't, and I can't even explain why. I own the other tutors. Tutors are something that I enjoy in Magic. I think that they are good. Um, I don't. I don't play a lot of tutors. You don't, I but some. again, it's where me and you differ. Uh, <laughs> I debated putting Gamble on this list because I haven't been using Gamble for a while. Well, I also think Gamble is just a legitimately bad card. So yeah, <laughs> uh, mono red, it's fine because that's a funny thing to do. But if you're in any other color, you can probably tutor better. Um, but yeah, uh, Worldly Tutor is a card that I just don't run. I don't want to run it, but I don't really have a reason why. And it's not the price. Like I said, I got all the other tutors. I have, you know, up until recently, I had foils of all the other tutors. Uh, I just don't ever, I never found room for it. I never found a need to get, pick one up. Yeah, I played it in uh, when I had, uh, I was playing Ray Ami because I could go get like Death Touch if I needed it. Um, yeah. The least optimized way to possibly play the card. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I'm not a big fan of tutors because I just, I just feel it gets repetitive. You're always tutoring for the same bloody card. Um, so I like the randomness, so I don't play a whole lot of them. Uh, uh, I play I play the big I play the two big black ones. I play the yeah. I play the big white, I play the big blue. Uh, but I don't have the big green one. I don't have I don't have the worldly. I have I run the mystical, I run enlightened, vampiric, and demonic. Yeah, I'm pretty sure recruiter the guard and imperial recruiter are like the only two tutors I can think of. I have like I have both of them in decks too, but I don't I don't run a worldly tutor. Like I don't. I don't think I have a mystical tutor in a deck. See, that's odd. Um, I don't have demonic tutor. I I have entomb in a deck. It's kind of like a tutor. Do you own a demonic tutor? I do. Uh, though my partner don't uses them. I have run two. It. Jesus. But I've never put them in a deck. Uh, is it in Maserac or whatever? Um, I think there's one in that, and there's one in um, uh, the Ghost Council. Oh. Karlov. I barely see that anymore when we when we were allowed to play. Um, yeah, and then uh, there's a Vampiric Tutor cooking around in my collection. I don't play that either. Weird. Um, 
I don't know. I don't play a whole lot of. I have like one deck with black right now. So no, I have two, but one's Mogus, and I always felt that if I actually could tutor stuff up, <laughs> I'd get hated out even faster because I'd be too consistent. But yeah, the uh, the tutors I, I I run every other tutor for some reason I've never bought into the worldly tutor and i know it's a good card and i know i'm gonna take heat for this maybe from our fan base but i, I just could never find this place for it and i've never been like you know what i should get as a worldly tutor play savala stampede uh i do play that funnier. it's awesome i know I you won the game with it recently when we were talking about the one where you're out and then you suddenly savala stampeded and won the game <laughs> yeah yeah and then i won a game with it as well uh before that where i was really drunk and everyone yeah, thought yeah. i was actually out of the game physically the one we played, what did you hit? It was something, and then Vorinclex. It was a, uh, it was Vorinclex, and God damn it, I can't remember the other I hit. I can't on remember it. the other one. Uh, was, I think it was Pathbreaker. Yeah, and it was just like, whoops, we're dead. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I had I had a Concordant Crossroads in hand. It was Pathbreaker yeah. and, and Vorinclex, and I just dropped Concordant and was like, uh, and everyone's <laughs> like, oh no, this is over yeah and yeah. like two turns before that you were like i'm so mana screwed and yeah yeah it was done with the game mana because <laughs> um, we were ignoring you had a helix pinnacle you were just putting mana in you were at like eight by the time the game ended um, yeah because it, well it was with my born clex deck is yeah we weren't with. paying attention and you suddenly like had mana yeah and we just weren't paying attention because <laughs> i wasn't doing anything yeah but uh, yeah, so those are my picks for cards. Those are your picks for cards. Uh, we yeah. should probably move on to the homework now. We should, because this episode, I feel like, is getting long. Long in the tooth, buddy. Uh, That's what happens when we don't talk to each other a lot. Um, okay, so uh, I'll talk about mine. So um, mine's sort of a deck that um, I, don't, I don't really know. Like, I sort of looked it up and was like, oh, yeah, you could do some fun stuff with this. But then I thought... I don't know if it's consistent enough. So uh, Riona uh, Fire Dancer um, is a, th a three and two red. Um, it's a three, four, but none of that is relevant. Uh, it says at the beginning of combat on your turn, create X tokens that are copies of another target creature you control, where X is the number of instants or sorcery spells you cast this turn. They gain haste, exile them at the beginning of the next end step. Um, so it's a storm deck. But it's, it's very strange. So, like, in looking up, you know, there's actually, like, a ton of powerful red cards to play. Like, uh, if you want to play, like, a Molten Primordial, and you have that out, and you manage to get even two cop spells out, you're pretty much Insurrection. Um, Leyline Tyrant, um, where you can then just keep mana, and then when they die, I guess, oh, no, I guess it doesn't work because it exiles. Never mind that one, then. Um, Inferno Titan and then swing and just like wipe the board. Uh, Scourge of the Throne and get like a ton of extra combat steps. Um, or like Goblin Chain Whirler where it comes in and does one damage to each creature and player your, uh, of your opponents. If you can get three or four of those, you just board wipe and then swing them all. Um, yeah. You can do lots of stuff. Um, the worry is I don't know how you'd balance this deck because you obviously need a couple sort of big, powerful creatures, and then you need a ton of instants and sorceries. And I'm not quite sure Mono Red's good at putting, here's 15 good creatures, make sure you have one of them out, and then play instants and sorceries. Because I looked at it, and like the instant sorceries you want to play are all the rituals that get you mana, because they're essentially free. And then you'd want to play things like Faithless Looting, uh, or Light Up the Stage, or Jessica's Will, or things that you, know, you can draw cards or get mana. 
But I feel like you're going to burn half of those just trying to get the creature out. Yeah. Um, so, like, in a perfect scenario, you could get this stuff out, and then you could desperate ritual into faithless looting into Jessica's will with Molten Primordial out and just go to town and make three copies of it, steal three creatures from each opponent, also have a six four haste, three copies of that, and just crush them. Yeah. Um, but like struggling to figure out sort of consistency, um, Bergy would be good because you can either get mana or you can use the discard to draw. Uh, Sunbird's Invocation helps. Um, but one thing you're going to find is since it's a storm deck, you're going to play a bunch of cards and your biggest problem is going to be what happens when you have no cards in hand? Underworld Breach. Sure. Yeah. Underworld Breach um, into Mana Geyser. Um, so I think, you know, there's a lot you could do with it. Uh, Humble Defector is really funny um, because they get exiled at the end of the turn. So you just tap all the ones you have and draw two cards. And hand them cards. over, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, uh, Ulvera Hylkite, make a couple of those swing, get a bunch of six sixes. Um, yeah, it's not terrible. There's actually a bunch of really powerful things to do. Making the deck work, I really don't know. <laughs> I mean, you could just literally run draw effects, is what I would do. You'd have to run a ton of draw, like you'd have to run every possible draw effect you could discover. Yeah, yeah like exactly. Howling Mine, you definitely need to play just to get more cards because you're going to have to burn through cards to up your storm count and make sure you still have cards the next turn. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's that's sort of it. Um, I think it could be powerful, but making it consistent, that's where the real challenge would be. Well, I mean, uh, you had that same thing with your mono red Circeran deck, so which one? Circeran is that her name? Circeran, Sir, Sir Kara, Kara, yeah, yeah, that's my burn deck. Um, yeah, well, that one's more about not flipping them at the wrong time. That one draws a lot. I mean, um, you could it, simply run her in it. Yes, that would help a lot. Attempt attempt to just do what you do now, except with big creatures to, as well. Yeah, you have to play a bunch of burn, and maybe that's the way you do it. You play lightning bolts, but yeah. uh, Sir Kara's thing is it draws a bunch. By the way, Bergy in that deck is like, oops, I won. Um, um, yeah. Because all your burn spells cost like one or two, so now they're get, getting you back one and flipping new cards. You just play twice as many cards. It's a, it's a mono red, I mean, is always a difficult play anyway, as we both know. Um, yeah it's it's tough to to maintain any kind of consistency in mono red we've talked about it before it's not a consistent color it's well, chaos it's, for a reason it's um, chaos and it's like uh quick games so you know that's what i said like this one can have explosive ones but um can you consistently do that i have my doubts but it's worth a shot because uh, there are some big plays you can play with it. Give it the old calls try. Uh, yeah. what's, my, uh, what's yours? My deck is Guillaume or Guillaume, the Master Chef, the Troll Warlock, 5-3 Trample. Beginning of your end step, create a number of food tokens equal to the number of non-creature tokens you had to enter the battlefield under control this turn. One sacrifice of food, target creature gains indestructible until the turn and tap it. So my challenge from Liam was a bit different in the fact that he didn't just challenge me to build it. He wanted me to build it artifact heavy. Sure. So it took a bit to think about it. And I thought the funnest way to build this would be to run it with arc bounds, modular creatures. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I would run a few heavy... like eight of them. Yeah, but I would run a few heavy artifact creatures like the big boys, like the Colossus, uh, 
that new triple kick golem or whatever it's called, the nine sure. nine. And then what I would do is I would run all eight of those modular cards and then like mirror producers and things like that or mirrors. Uh, and then I would make the deck just sort of artifact entry. Now, he creates a number of food tokens equal to the number of non-token creatures you add onto the battlefield. He's in black and green, so flicker effects are few and far between. Yeah. Uh, I suppose you could stack the Conjurer's Closet for one extra. Yeah, it's probably not super worth it. Yeah, it's not. I don't think it's that effective. But one of the things you would obviously want to do is you would want to you would want to theme this out too. So you'd need bacon to a pie. You'd need like witch's oven. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you'd need any anything of that. There's a empty. Uh, what's it called? Uh, drink the well or whatever. The green the green black uh, land destruction card. I don't remember. It's from land or it's from um, Lorwyn block. Destroy target land. Opponent loses two life. Anyway, things like that that have sort of like the the drain the well, I think it's called. Um, and then you would play the arc bounds, and you would essentially just try to stack them onto maybe a blight steel to be a piece of shit, or a dark steel <laughs> if you're less of a piece of shit, and just yeah. sort of like try to push through that damage and continually bring out put little... all the ingredients together and bake yourself a trample effect. Yeah, yeah, you're gonna bake yourself a win. Um, <laughs> and then his sacrifice of food target creature gains indestructible until the turn. If you're running the 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 colossi. You don't care. No, like, say, you're making him indestructible so he can keep cooking that food. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, Vidalkin Ori could also be in there so you could flash things in when you need to make something I like indestructible. That they said, Tap it because they decided that going back to basically regeneration was better. Yeah, yeah. It makes Not it regenerate. Quite there, but, well, um, for one man, a sack of food. Um, yeah. So you, there's a lot of food creation in black and green as well, even though it was only out in like that one area. Uh, and there's probably enough along with his ability to give you a full food deck. Um, yeah. Now, what would I use? I would use, like I said, I would use the, the uh, flicker effects that I could. And then I would probably yeah. just use recursion at that point. I was going to say, I'd probably go with like, you know, any ways to bring creatures back from the graveyard, especially yeah. with like modular where there's not a ton of them. That like if one dies and stacks one, you just bring it back. Yeah, I would probably run like, I mean, at, at least you would run like Phyrexian Reclamation, um, uh, the other enchantment where you discard a creature card to bring a creature card back from your graveyard. Um, I would run those effects just to sort of at the least and probably like uh, the the unearth, things like that. Because a lot of those guys are like zero zeros with one counter on them. They cost one or two. Yeah, well, some of them, them are big, but. Well, uh, but the ones that you would really care about. Like, you're not caring about big, you're just caring about constantly doing it. You should play, like, Rise of the Dark Realms and get everyone's creatures. Yeah, I mean, that's exactly... And and then get all the food so that no one can get them back. Yeah, yeah, you just run Rise of the Dark Realms. It's a fair and equitable card for nine. (laughs) And then assume (laughs) you don't win. That's the important part of this play. (laughs) Well, at least Rise of the Dark Realms puts you in a winning position. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, but then I'm saying uh, you'll make a food for every one of those so that you can make them indestructible. And then they don't if die. For I some reason yeah. you didn't just win right away. <laughs> yes. So uh, I would. I, that's how I would build it. I would build it in that vein. You're in green, so you can also run Concordant Crossroads for when you eventually rise in the Dark Realms. Um, yeah. You can run the black green, uh, my personal favorite planeswalker, the black green Garrick that, uh, that, yeah, that gives, good, gives yeah. that player uh, the the trample <laughs> it's like uh creatures that attack you get plus five plus five or whatever <laughs> yeah uh you could also run assassin's trophy 
Oh, well, why don't we talk about that again? <laughs> uh, Putrefy as well and Deathsprout turn there. Yeah, that'd be good. Oh, Deathsprout's a fun card. Deathsprout's probably a worse card than Assassin's Trophy, but I like it better. It's it's funny because you kill something and then you get a land. And, like, who cares? It's just, you just get to the, just gloat that you got a land. <laughs> yes, yeah. Apex Predator, that's the Garrick. Garrick Apex Predator. Yeah, the one that makes wolves that when they die, he gets... No, no, that's Cursed Huntsman. Apex Predator oh. is the one that uh, pluses up to... It does something. The other one destroys a... Creates a 3-3 beast with Death Touch, okay. and then the, the emblem gives an opponent an emblem that says whenever they're attacked, the creatures that attack them get, like, plus 5, plus 5. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, I remember that one. I used to own him. Uh, he was really fun. Uh, but uh, where is he? Right probably one of the most consistently good Planeswalkers. Yeah, yeah. So it's plus one destroyed another target planeswalker. <laughs> he just oh, right. wrecked him. Plus one just put a three three black beast with death touch. Minus three gain control or destroy target creature gain life equal to toughness. Minus eight target opponent gets an emblem that whenever a creature attacks you it gets plus five plus five and gains trample until the turn. <laughs> that one's so good for like I don't care if I die you're still gonna. Die. Oh, really? That's the best part. It's like oh did I die? Well that's a shame because that emblem stays and. Uh, yeah, that emblem's on you, buddy, not yeah. on me. Yeah. Uh, so those would be in there for sure, just for fun. Um, yeah. You could make it definitely like you could run all the Vraskas. You could run all the fun cards because really what you're just looking at is this artifact recursion engine that I'd want to build. And yeah. of course you can make it aristocrat if you're a pile of garbage, but I already have two of those decks. So <laughs> Bastion of Tomorrow <laughs> or whatever that one's called. Uh, what is it? Sorry. What the Bastion, oh, Bastion of Remembrance. Remembrance. That's it. Yeah. That's a good one too, but yeah. So, uh, I, that's how I would build the deck. I would just go like uh, arc bound sort of recursion if I could, and uh, just tutor effects and graveyard effects. Sounds good. Yeah. Well. All uh, right. Well, I think we'll wrap it up there. I feel uh, we will. We'll would we like to? Like... Hey, before we wrap what? it up, do we want to talk about the best uh, enchantment land saga yet? Uh, I feel like we should. We should spare. Uh, <laughs> okay. I don't know. Or is the saga the greatest land ever printed? That isn't that great. We'll talk about it next episode. Everyone should be on the lookout for <laughs> you know that what? episode, though. You go on Facebook and tell us about why this is the most broken card, like everyone else is telling everyone. <laughs> oh God! This All right, this land that in three turns does something. <laughs> Thanks for joining us uh, <laughs> for this episode of How We Bitch About Magic. Uh, and we should uh, change the title. We did, that should just be the title from now on. Episode 67, How We Bitch About Magic, Part 1. Um, episode 50, you know, 504, How We Bitch About Magic, Part 463. Yeah. <laughs> like, just like, <laughs> we just keep going. Uh, but, yeah, so thanks for joining us. Look out for the tournament rules. Um, yep. We will be back in two weeks with another episode. Hopefully not one as haphazard and bitchy as this one, but you never know. Most likely it will be. It depends on, look, a lot of these episodes depend on our moods. Yep. Nope. Um, Things haven't been great. No, no. <laughs> but you know what? Grace guys are going to clear up. Put on a happy face. Let's let's hope. <laughs> All right, Evan, have a good one. All right, I'll see you later. Bye.